Welcome to the Cork Creative Podcast. With this podcast, we hope to shed a light on the great work being done by local creatives and business people in Cork City and County. In Cork Creative's third series, we tackle the property market and speak with three local estate agents to get their opinions on their businesses, industry and the property market in Cork. I am your host, Geraldine Hennessy from Flux Learning, and today I chat to Andy Dunhu from Hodnett and Ford in the beautiful setting of Fernhill House Hotel in Clonakilty. Andy has a long lineage in the property market. His grandmother was the first female auctioneer in Munster back in the 1950s. His father was also involved in property management, so it's no wonder that Andy followed suit and became an auctioneer himself. After working for several years in the city, Andy moved down to Clonakilty and joined Hadnan and Ford in 2013 before recently taking over the reins of the business. In this episode, we discuss his path into property, the skills needed to be a good estate agent, the cyclical nature of the property market and dealing with that, the emotive nature of what he does and having a thick skin. So you're very welcome to Cork Creative, Andy. Thank you very much. I'm delighted to be here. Tell us a little about how you got into being an estate agent. Through a family connection, primarily my grandmother was in business in the city since 1952, mm-hmm. as what we know today as being the first female auctioneer in Munster. Oh. So she proudly held that accolade and uh, was happy to tell everybody about it. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> so through osmosis and everything, it just trickled down. Dad was in it, kind of doing property management and lettings and a few sales. I came out of school. I served my time as a plumber and went to college by night in CIT. Mm-hmm. And I got my auctioneer's license at that time mm-hmm. uh, under the family's license. So uh, that was my start to the to business. But from a childhood, uh, dad's office was at home. Mm-hmm. So the phone was always ringing and the notebook was always there. So you're just you're just learning by being there as a, as a kid and learning how to, I suppose, learning the tricks of the trade. So it's quite an immersive experience, like it's trickled down through the generations and you took over the mantle then as such. Uh, yeah, I suppose dad's health wasn't great. So there mm-hmm. wasn't, there wasn't a business there to take over. Mm-hmm. So I emigrated to Australia for a year, met my now wife mm-hmm. over there. We came back and I got into property management myself. Mm-hmm. It was 2009, 2010, there wasn't much happening. So it was a case of just have to work, get work and do work. So... I ended up working with a, a very good friend of mine now, Sam Kingston in Cork, trading as Casey in Kingston on Grand Parade. So I spent about five or six years with Sam in Cork City doing everything, commercial work, residential work. Mm-hmm. And I came down to Clannacilty then in 2013 to Hodnet Ford and have been with the lads ever since. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a great team there. So I would have worked under John Hadnett and Ernest Ford mm-hmm. and it's grown and evolved now so there's 12 of us in the office. Oh gosh, okay. And I took over the business in last February 12 months. Mm-hmm. So again, through osmosis and mm-hmm. hard work and everything, it just, it's worked out nicely. So you're happy it's all led to this point? Uh, very happy, mm. very lucky, mm. you know, very, very lucky. The market was kind of on its knees when I came back from Australia. Mm. That's not that long ago either, you know, yeah. people sometimes have a very short memory. So I remember a time on the Grand Parade looking out the window, waiting for the phones to ring mm. and nothing happening. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, like we've, we've had a little bit of a, a mini boom, I suppose, last year mm. for a piece of this year. So you've seen both sides of it within 
a short period. It's very interesting business. I suppose it's good though that you're well aware of those circumstances where like when it does happen, it probably will happen again, to be fair, that you know, like, okay, let's not panic here. Oh, and the market's cyclical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read a lot about it and I try to research a lot about Mm. it, but it's cyclical. Mm. So it's going to happen again, a boom will happen again and a bust will happen again. Mm. And we just have to be prepared Mm. and just factor that in. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're... Salesman at the end of the day. Okay. We're okay. selling a product. <laughs> you know, whether you're selling bullocks or bungalows yeah. or bicycles in life, we're all selling something. We're selling yeah. a skill or we're selling knowledge or we're selling our, our labor. What we have to sell are houses and mm. farms. And, you know, we just have to work with the market, okay. with the market conditions and the market demands. Um, and we're, we're, we're trying our best. And you were speaking there that you did your course at night. So what qualifications did you have to do to become an estate agent? Well, I got in under what's called the grandfather rule. Okay. And it was literally the grandmother rule Mm-mm. for me. <laughs> um, I did a diploma by night in business studies. Mm-hmm. And I did my trade in plumbing during the day mm-hmm. after leaving cert. Nowadays, you can do course in Cork. There's an apprentice working with us at the moment who's doing his two-year qualification through the College of Commerce mm. with our institute, IPAV, the Institute of Professional Auctioneers and Valuers. So that's a two-year course to get licensed as an auctioneer. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a good uptake on it now. I think there's 40 or 50 in his year in okay. the course in Cork. And they're running another course simultaneously in Dublin mm-hmm. with IPAV alongside some of the uh, university courses, I think, in Limerick and in Dublin. Mm-hmm. And you were saying there you you worked as a, a plumber. Is that handy in what you do? <laughs> oh, it is, yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. Yeah. The hands-on experience. Yeah. Uh, I did it for seven or eight years. And again, it's just the, the knowledge of construction. Yeah. How things work. What's behind the walls. They do construction studies as part of the course. Okay. With the auctioneer's license, which is vital because mm. you need to know what you're selling. You know, you need to describe what you're selling mm. and have a knowledge of mm-hmm. the difference of construction and manufacture. No more so than anything in terms of insulation mm-hmm. to know what kind of insulation was standard in a house in the 90s mm. or the 80s or the 70s. Just a practical knowledge of what you're advertising okay. is, is vital. I suppose on the face of it, they're quite different, but... There's a good bit of interlinking there that's quite probably valuable in what you actually do on a day-to-day basis now. There is, yes, especially for new building sites mm. uh, where you can go in and describe the maybe the different stages of building to buyers, mm. you know, and the timelines of, of the phases of construction. Yeah. You know, and, and you're able to relate to people who look, they're at the first phase now mm. and it's going to be painted next or it's going to be hanging doors and architrave of next and, mm. you know, you, you know that there's two months ahead of you, three mm. months ahead of you. Um, so it's just to relate to the hands-on experience mm-hmm. to give that to particular first-time buyers who may not have ever done it before yeah. and are excited to get into the house I know. <laughs> immediately and get yeah, the keys straight away. And, you know, know, why can't we have it now? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's good. And given the strained nature of the property market at the moment, do you feel pressure in how you market and communicate your services? You're always trying to find a niche mm-hmm. you know every auctioneer is online every auctioneer puts signs up mm-hmm. every auctioneer advertises in the paper mm-hmm. i suppose the social media side is still relatively new mm-hmm. and you're just trying to exploit any little area that you can 
you know, and try to just encapsulate that within your social media posts, mm. you know, for selling. I suppose we're lucky with the area that we sell a lot of coastal property whereby you see views or you've, you know. It sells itself, in, it sells it's, it's itself to a certain degree. We're yeah. very lucky here, yeah. do you know. Um, but you just try to exploit that mm. and try to push it. And mm. Bungalow is a bungalow, whether it's here or above in Kentork. Yeah. Well, why would someone want to buy it here versus Kentork? You know, you're saying, well, look, you're close to Ross Carby or you're close to Clannacilty or you're, you're near the coast or you're near Kinsale. And you just try to push it. And so you're, I suppose you're selling not just the house, the bricks and mortar, you're selling more, you're selling kind selling of a lifestyle. Dream. Yeah, that's it. Selling the dream. <laughs> Sounds so good, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm sold anyway. <laughs> yeah. Why do people want to buy in West Cork? You yeah. know, you have to look at it. it it's it's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. day like today now with the wind blowing and the yeah. rain hammering down, it's still a wonderful place to live. Yeah, it's cosy and, cool that's and yeah, the reason, comfortable. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. the reason people come down. And, and, you know, the community have such a part to play in it by keeping towns and villages clean and tidy mm. and presentable and there's just a great pride in the place mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you don't see in many other counties or many yeah. other places. I suppose we appreciate the fact that there's so many non-locals that come in and bring so much money into the community, bring mm. so much, you know, they bring their own touches to the place. Yeah. Especially here now when you look at the artistic side of it, the food side of it of late, I mean, that's booming. Like, it's mm. just absolutely booming. The artisan food products. Mm. You go down to the markets in Skibreen on Saturday or Clan here on Friday. It's just so colourful in terms of accents, backgrounds, tastes, smells, mm. sights. That's wonderful. Mm, mm. Do you know, that's what makes West Cork yeah. what it is. It adds that extra, I suppose, dynamite factor absolutely. to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. And does the dominance of the communication channels for property by daft.ie and myhome.ie restrict your opportunities to market and communicate creatively or how do you feel about that? No, you just have to work with them. Yeah. You know, we know that they're dominant, mm. the two dominant portals. So we just have to use them as best service that they give us to mm. use. You know, you naturally try to push your own website first, your own Facebook page, mm. your own Instagram, you know, you try to, to put your own foot forward first and then use those as, as your backups. But, you know, they, they allow us to sell. Mm-hmm. You have to appreciate that. Yeah, I suppose it. it's just an extra, like, supplementary channel, maybe, like, instead of fighting them, maybe we just work with them. No, you just and, have to work with them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, you could spend your life fighting and running <laughs> up the hill against these things, but no, no. it's pointless. Yeah. You yeah. just have to deal with it, move on and use it as best you can. Okay. We, um, we meet once a month with our... IT and social media contractor mm-hmm. and she has an update for us of the analytics from our own website and we can cross-check that against the dafts and the my homes and it is very interesting to see where you're strong where you're weak where people are looking at your web you know mm-hmm. your, your web web traffic and you can base your advertising then to kind of capture that and obviously then you kind of look at your sales and go well did we get sales from the UK? Did we get sales from the Middle East? Did we get sales from, from the States? And we have had media campaigns based solely in postcode areas of London, we'll say, at one stage. And then we tried it in Middle East. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're constantly looking at the data to see where people are looking at you from and how you can, I suppose, meet their demand. And you can also see exactly what properties they looked at. Again, looking from 
overseas is primarily the coastal properties. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you always try to see how can you best spend your money trying to reach them and trying mm-hmm. to push those properties to them. And you could be very busy doing that. <laughs> and yet you could focus your attention on the Southern Star newspaper and capture a wide network of people. Mm. You know, it's just a juggling act. Try to best spend your advertising budget to each each point of reference. Really. Okay. A balancing act. So balancing act. That's yeah. all. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. you try yeah. to try to set your budgets, try to set your targets and just try to cast a wide net then of advertising. You know, there was um, a magazine now that we came across covering kind of Bantry to Ken Mayer mm-hmm. just over the last month or two. And we've found that we've gotten a couple of sales in from the Bantry region on the strength of a new estate that we're selling down there that my colleague mm-hmm. Mark is handling. So we're going to try that magazine and see if there was a bit of feedback from mm. us and you just constantly trying different things, mm. you know, from the back of the bus to football jerseys to whatever <laughs> you need to do. You know, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. an interesting part of the business. So do you like that part of it? Like that? Oh, I love it. Yeah. You love that. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to read the result. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very hard to read the result of advertising. Um, you just have to be trying to get your name, your brand image out mm-hmm. there in as many places as possible within the budgets that you set. Okay, yeah. Do you know, and try to support as many community activities and clubs and, you know, charity events. Like, it's all a big network and a big community in West Cork. Mm-hmm. And you just try to partake in as many of these clubs and societies as you can. Okay. Bit by bit. And what would be your favourite part of what you do? The thrill of the sale is, it's hard to quantify and that's, the same for a little cottage yeah. for an acre as it is for a bigger property for a million quid. Mm-hmm. It's the thrill of putting together the final bids, you know, there's a huge amount of emotion mm-hmm. goes into it. And you know, a lot of times because it's, it can be very localized, you know, the buyers, mm-hmm. and you might know the sellers, you might know all sides and it's a very emotive thing, property. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just have to kind of handle the sale and handle people as professionally, as delicately mm. and sensitively as you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, because unfortunately, where there's bidders, generally someone loses out. Yeah. You know, so you just have to kind of manage it as, yeah. as kindly as you can. But ultimately, our job is to sell, get the best deal that you can for the vendor at all times. You must be very good at dealing with people. You'd have to be a good people person to be an estate agent. If they thick skin anyway, that's yeah. one thing for sure. <laughs> um, my colleague Ernest often references, you know, you could be up two or three big sales on a Friday evening and mm. these could be flying it. And mm. by Monday morning, two or three could be gone. I know, yeah. You know, yeah. so it's real peaks and trucks, mm. emotions, and you just have to grit your teeth, move on, try sell it again. And that is hard, you know, when sales fall through, which they do for mm. so many reasons. You get emotionally attached to, to some of them in particular, mm. you know, if a family are selling a home now and it's a big deal for them to sell that particular home, it might be there for, for a couple of generations. Of course, you're going to get drawn into it. Mm. You're going to get to know the family members. You're talking to them regularly. You're trying to bring them on a journey to sell what has been theirs and what has been their pride and joy. Mm. And all going well, it's fine and great. But the times that it doesn't work out, that a deal might fall through. 
like that can be hell and it's very hard not to bring yeah. it home mm. you know not mm. to be thinking about these things at night and not mm. to be thinking about them over the weekend mm. and you're trying to pick yourself up again on a monday morning and say look go at it again re-advertise mm. you know there's a buyer for everything out there yeah and you just have to be cognizant of that and, mm. and understanding look the market is the market mm. ultimately the market is the market everything sells and it's apparent that there are more like 360 degree walkthroughs and drone footage of property. Is this the new benchmark for buying and selling property? And is it expected, I suppose, by buyers and sellers now? Uh, drone footage, yes. Mm-hmm. I suppose for houses and farms, 80%, I'd imagine, okay. of, of all those listings would be drone. Mm-hmm. The walkthroughs, we did a lot more of it during lockdown. Mm. People couldn't physically see the place, but uh, nothing beats bringing someone to the house themselves, of course. putting boots on the ground. Mm. Um, we have sold stuff to people without them seeing it physically. Mm. But there's a huge risk in that mm. ever and always that, you know, the day that they come over and see it, that it's not quite what they understood it to be. Yeah, it's not their vibe or whatever. No, yeah. so yeah. you just try to facilitate a viewing any way you can. Mm-hmm. Evenings, weekends, mm-hmm. mornings, you know, lunchtime, whatever you need to do, you just try to bring the people to the properties and get them in the door. Not your typical nine to five job, so. <laughs> oh, a very understanding wife. I know, for Blacher. We all seem to be very understanding wives, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and do you think that working from home and the growing trend of remote working is having an impact in West Cork and in the types of homes that people are looking for? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And you see builders now designing their product to suit that. Yeah. You know, to suit the little box room that might be a four bedroom, you know, to ensure that, you know, even where they're designing windows, that there's kind of desk space under that mm-hmm. if you need to make it a bedroom, you know. And based on your experience, is broadband provision still a major consideration for buyers of property? Does it impact on buyer decision? Value of property and saleability of houses. Definitely. Okay. If the government did nothing, if they didn't tar road for 10 years, mm. but kept the broadband strong, mm. that'd be enough. And it's do you think it's a problem around here? Like even though... Like, certain areas, yeah. 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 Just today now we're looking at a rental property in Glandor, an area that there's no phone coverage and broadband is very sketchy mm. and it's proving difficult to rent. Gosh. And you'd say in this day and age, it's hard to believe, but yeah, that is... And Glendore, like yeah. amazing area, like. Yeah, but it's just, it's a prerequisite now. Mm. You have to have it. Mm-hmm. It's like heating in a house. Once you mm. have broadband, you will survive, you'll work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we need to get that sorted. <laughs> yeah. And given the increased technical nature of your work, do you feel having good digital skills is a prerequisite for being an estate agent? Uh, it's probably combined with good marketing skills. Okay. The two are interlinked. Mm-hmm. You know, that you have to use both simultaneously. The IT skills needed to upload properties online are very easy. Mm -hmm. You know, it's probably something now that children are are more than capable of doing based on their own capabilities now Mm -hmm. of using iPads and desktops and everything. But it's to, again, it's to find the little touches, the little niches in properties that you can uh, incorporate within pictures and images. Mm to upload Mm -hmm. and that'll get people talking that'll set trends and that will get your shares and likes yeah exactly yeah thankfully we have a very good marketing lady that does our a lot of our it stuff she's brilliant at that yeah and marketing is probably fundamental in in what you do yes yeah yeah Yeah. absolutely okay you you have to be out there if your name's not out there you're you're nowhere especially as you say like you can sell anything but you need to get your name 
you know, and, and who you are out there. Yeah. You do, yeah. And, and for sales as well as for getting sales in, mm-hmm. you know, you, you want to be the one that's known for a good service, mm-hmm. for providing the best people to do the job, for, mm-hmm. for getting the best photographers to take the pictures, you know, but everything sells. And would you outsource all that stuff, like the photography, the, the drone footage, would, would that be outsourced or would you do it yourself? We or? do. We have a, a couple of drone photographers and internal photographers mm-hmm. that we would use depending on what regions the properties would be in. Okay. So okay. we'd cover an area from Cork City West as far as Castletown Bear. Mm-hmm. So you'd have a handful of photographers to detail depending on where the properties okay. are. If you had any tip to give to someone following a similar career path, what would it be? I suppose... Check the areas that you want to work in. A lot of people dream about finding the lovely houses to sell, mm. such as the Selling Sunsets mm. programs you'd see. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah you might get a few of those every year, yeah. but, you know, it's the bread and butter or, or the houses, the farms, mm. you know, the sites. I suppose we do a lot of valuation work as well, mm. too. So there's a lot of arms to our business it's mm-hmm. not just selling houses mm-hmm. we do more mm-hmm. uh, and it's part of the business and it's it's the bread and butter for us yes okay um, but for someone coming into the business try get as much experience in as many different offices as possible mm-hmm. you know overseas and up in the bigger cities for commercial work for industrial work mm-hmm. down to the to rural auctions something i probably regret not doing is going into the business in an overseas mm-hmm. office, as in maybe London or the States or Australia when I was there, just to get a feel for what they do and yeah. how they do things different. Mm-hmm. You know, ultimately, we're still all selling something, but, you know, we all do things a little bit different. Yeah. And that's what sets us apart. Mm. It's just a little bit of yeah. regret. So yeah. Don't go home thinking about it every I night. Know. So I think we're, <laughs> exactly. we're, we're, uh, we're happy enough where we are. Oh, very good. Very good. So thanks very much, Andy, for joining us on the Cork Creative Podcast. If you want to learn more about Andy and his services, you can find links to his social media and website at corkcreative.ie. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Great. Thank you. Thank you.